1: Those experiences have been so important.
0: This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folks' 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts.
1: From BGS and Osiris Media, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. This week, our next chef from Austin, Texas, Mark Bewley, chef and partner at Odd Duck and Sour Duck Market. So in 2009, Bryce Gilmore opened the Odd Duck Farm Food Truck to Trailer with his brother in South Austin. The trailer featured dishes utilizing fresh and locally sourced ingredients, which was still something of a novel idea at the time, and it became the cornerstone philosophy behind all of their endeavors moving forward, including the eventual brick and mortar version of Odd Duck and the more casual Sour Duck Market. Mark Bewley, originally from a small town in Wisconsin, journeyed to Austin in 2012 to partner with Bryce, whom he'd cooked with during a small stint in Aspen, Colorado, in anticipation of Odd Duck opening as a restaurant. They've been working together ever since, and in the last decade, the Odd Duck Collective has become a staple of the Austin food scene. Fun and interesting, not too serious, but done well. Now, Chef Mark and I had a chance to speak prior to the stay-at-home orders that have since closed Odd Duck and Sour Duck for dine-in service. And as I revisited our conversation for this episode, it struck me how intentionally communal these restaurants are. The space of Sour Duck, in particular. It's a bakery, a cafe, coffee shop, outdoor patio. It's a multi-service kind of place that's designed for you to stay a while. And while they're both open for curbside pickup as things in Austin still move to fully reopen, listening to this conversation was a reminder of how much we've temporarily lost and took for granted, but also serves as a hopeful promise of what we'll get back when the time is right. So in the meantime, if you want to bring the odd slash sour duck ethos into your own home, wherever you live, order a copy of the Odd Duck Almanac, a recently released annual cookbook slash magazine style publication that's as true of a representation of the restaurants as you can get while we wait for everything to reopen. If you like what you're about to hear from Chef Mark Bewley, head to oddduckalmanac.com to get a copy. So from the time before, recorded in the upstairs office at sour Duck Market, this is Chef Mark Buley in Austin, Texas.
2: Well, my name is Mark Bewley. I'm a chef partner at Odd Duck and Sour Duck Market. Um, my business partner, Bryce Gilmore, uh, we're partners in those businesses, and then he also has uh, Barley Swine.
1: And, uh, and Odd Duck started as a truck.
2: Odd Duck started as a truck in 2009, um, and then Odd Duck opened as a brick and mortar in 2013, very end of 2013. Yeah. Then um, we ran Odd Duck for a while until we felt like the whole fold was ready to uh, to grow together, and, to and do you came poverty. out for that. For I a... came out for Odd Duck, so I yeah I actually arrived in Austin in 2012, um, just in anticipation of Odd Duck opening as a brick and mortar. Um, Bryce and I had cooked together in Aspen at the Little Nile Hotel. Okay, he was in Aspen for the Food and Wine Classic, where he was nominated for Best New Chef, and he was like, "Hey, we're doing Odd Duck as a brick and mortar." Um, well, how do you feel about being the day-to-day chef? And I jumped ship from the restaurant that I had opened there for a guy who needed a pet project and um, came straight to Austin. And the rest is history, as they say.
1: Yeah. And so you grew up in Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, I grew up in Western Wisconsin. Spent uh, my undergrad at the University of Wisconsin stout doing a hotel and restaurant management program. Oh, that one's at um, in Menominee, Wisconsin. So near Eau Claire. And then... Cooked, in, cooked my way through Minneapolis for a few years um, and did some stuff abroad and then ended up at the CIA in New York, cooked in New York okay. for a while and then um, moved to Aspen to cook at the Little Nell because that was one of like the preeminent farm to table, like that hotel owned uh, farm where it bought all almost all of its produce from um, and that was a movement that I was way into uh, the connection with agriculture and like, knowledge of where your ingredients go to to the most intimate extent.
1: What uh, drew you to that as a culinary movement or as a, as a, as a culinary ethos, I should say?
2: Um, I would say like I, I grew up in a town of about 3,000 people in western Wisconsin and there was a huge uh, agriculture presence there and a lot of my favorite people from that part of the world uh, have lives in agriculture. My my family has a farm that's just beef cattle right now, but okay. um, we, we were more at, involved in agriculture earlier. I just saw it as like taking everything back to the source, to the base principles. And the base principle of cooking is like where the ingredients come from.
1: Why do you think Odd Duck took off in the way that it did here when, when Bryce started it as a truck and,
2: and evolved into the brick and mortar that you got involved with in 2013? Well, I think the the biggest reason it took off is he totally exceeded expectations from from the word go. I mean, Bryce had worked at some of the best restaurants in San Francisco, and then ended up at the Little Nell, and the Little Nell is, I mean, constantly producing James Beard nominees mm-hmm. for uh, either chefs or for sommeliers, and that became like an epicenter of food and wine. And He took the things that he learned in both San Francisco and in Aspen at the Little Nell, and then came and opened a food truck. And just in kinda, Austin is he from here? He's from here, born and raised. His family's a restaurant family. His dad is Jack Allen, and they, they've got his dad's got Jack Allen's kitchen. Mm-hmm he's got four or three or four of those and then he has another restaurant called Salt Traders which are awesome restaurants but they're like at a volume that we that we haven't uh experienced yet. Got it. Over the time we you know just just like all the all the restaurants we try to like listen to what the the community wants and steer the ship softly in that direction. And I think if you look at the menu today you would definitely see that. Yeah. The uh has the menu at Odd Duck today is a little simpler than it was when we opened and it has a lot more cultural references in terms of like mexican cuisine there's a lot a lot uh, stronger presence of that there's some connection to german cuisine because this area was settled by a lot of germans austin was yeah okay absolutely um and the texas hill country in general
1: hmm, i didn't know that
2: we also just use the agriculture and what we have available to us from the local farms sour ducks evolution came from our personal evolutions in terms of um you go through different phases in your life and you try to sort of scratch your own itch in terms of what your next business will be. And my partners or business partners were started having kids and they were like, man, like there aren't very many good options out there that are like, I can take the whole family, I can get in, I can get out and it doesn't break the bank. So we were like, how can we do that? And how can we still keep the craft of cooking uh, at as high quality as we could possibly do that? and are sourcing in in the same vein without breaking the bank or without uh, making it feel too stuffy or exclusive.
1: So what would be the vibe that you're trying to set with the music at Sour Duck versus Odd Duck? Is there a difference?
2: For sure. I think the biggest difference is the fact that we have a breakfast service here and that we have like a little slower and softer start to the day than we we do at Odd Duck. Especially at Odd Duck when you open the door for dinner seven days a week, it's on. It's... um, that From the restaurant beginning. is yeah. full we've been super lucky to to figure things out to the point where enough awesome want to just flood the space every day so we we start off like a little higher energy higher tempo there and um, definitely play a lot a lot louder volume of music at odd duck especially when it's full just so that people can actually have conversations without conversations of tables bleeding into each other right so part of it part of it there is backdrop but part of it's also like pacing and setting the energy of the energy. dining room. We play more hip-hop and more like R&B at Odd Duck than we do at Sour, and I think they're like a couple of crossover artists that I love for both spaces just because like they have a sort of like retro element to their music. I would say one of my favorite is Charles Bradley, who doesn't love like that funk, jazz, R&B, like just deep soulful music, and it's, it's super sexy, and I think that it makes everybody feel good. Like emblematic of great weather. Like honestly, when I when I listen to his stuff, I either I want to have like my windows down, or if it's like a rainy day, like you're in a good place on a rainy day, like you're in a coffee shop looking out looking out the window, like enjoying watching the rain. Or if it's like a nice day, that's like you're sitting on the patio and just enjoying it. I think especially at night at Sourdough when we have the festoon lights, the Edison bulb lights lighting up the uh, courtyard, and you're like sitting under the canopy on the patio there's just life everywhere in terms of like little kids running around like people laughing and the buzz of the restaurant kind of kicking into full gear yeah and when we're gearing up for charles bradley like experience like one of my favorite like lead-ins uh are true loves particularly the famous last word think sometimes the perfect bridge piece is like all instrumental yeah because you, know, you can like softly change the channel and not have it feel so like jolting <laughs> yeah. genre to genre so you're like oh this is a nice instrumental piece it could be it could go anyway it could be anybody playing it and it's like a perfect like passing of the torch into something that yes yeah. you know, have a little bit more presence in the dining space versus being like a backdrop as a rule, like, we try to play, like, especially during the work week, like, chill hop type uh, music that is, like, perfect sort of coffee house, like, I'm going to get a whole bunch of work done, or, like, a very soft entry to the day, and that's in the guest space. So, one of my favorite ones, and maybe it's, like, a little too you know, literal, is is, is MTBRB, me. and it's the Damn Fine Coffee Coffee. coffee. But it, in terms of like breakfast music at Sour Duck, again, we're talking about like building momentum throughout the day, just kind of like following the rhythm of just being a human being in the city. I like going from that sort of chill hop and using like some Jose Gonzalez stuff is like a is a great transition. And my favorite song for the transition is This Is How You Walk on the Moon. Move in and moving and me up. Every step is moving me up moving and moving me up Each tiny, tiny move It's all I need and I don't Because it like starts off super chill and then horns kick in and then throughout up. the song the horns take over a little bit more and you can't help but like nod your head to that yeah, yeah. for sure there are several Austin awesome artists that I that I totally love I think like bluegrass is a genre does really well in Texas um, especially like either in Austin or towards Wimberley. like that's where Sarah Jaros is from I love her stuff Wooden wire, like they're much more classical, of uh, a classical brand of bluegrass where they're playing like the set list that most of the pickers know.
0: Long before the day that he first
1: saw her, long before he knew she was the one, long before he raised our three daughters and the sun. He would ramble around about the city, often till he'd see the morning sky.
2: can be just awesome music like we host a farmer's market here at sourduck oh, Sour really? on wednesdays and like a perfect backdrop for that is either bluegrass that's more classic otherwise we have a local small band called string theory they play gypsy jazz for that
1: So you bring them out? to Yeah, to we play. bring them out. And oh, they, that's great!
2: And they post up in the former Odd Duck trailer, and they play their set from there. Um, in terms of other music that we used to really like, get the day started. Yeah, um, there are some. There's like some jazz that everybody seems to like. That uh, some
1: people can agree on. Like,
2: yeah, that can't agree on. I think like jazz is such a polarizing style, and especially the the stuff that feels experimental. It's like cause there's a dissonance to it, and some people can handle and embrace the dissonance, and others are like why don't you just play the notes that you want instead of being like it's the notes i'm not playing man
1: or it it distracts it 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 can kind of take you out of of of, what you're trying to focus on yeah
2: and i mean you're using you're using music so often to put you into a flow state Mm -hmm. and that's why like i find myself like finding a song that's really great for the morning or really great for critical times throughout the day and trying to use that song as an anchor so like being like i like the the mindset that this song where it takes you my wife's a therapist, and she like tells me about the power of being able to change mindsets based on cues and triggers. Like really? That. So, you know, music's a really excellent one. Can you go through some specifics throughout the day and what some of those might be for you? Um, I mean, number one, the the wake up song, uh, the Bygone by Volcano Choir is definitely one for me.
0: Day dead bygone, laying near the lights of the nights of the northern lodges ball roll no one
2: slips like to stop it and the neighborly sleeping in a coffin with enough keef for... on a, when i absolutely am having the hardest mm-hmm. time like focusing and really hammering through a task i'll put on um wolf like me by TV on the radio yes, just like puts me in that like blinders on head down Mm -hmm. just like crushing um like if i could play a song on loop during the absolute like smash hour of the busiest hours of service it would be it would be that like wolf like me by tv on the radio so that's that's a huge one for that and then another one that we use like right before service that we know is going to be just a monster is we play like just the trashiest jock jams like music Eye of the Tiger, or um, the Final Countdown. <laughs> like one of the one of the former sous chefs at Odd Duck, he would say, "He would sing it, the final wipe down, and he would wipe down and shine like all of the stainless steel right before service started. So like the kitchen was gleaming, and you were in that like you were in that spot mentally."
1: And that, and that song gets you into the, uh, the You're getting ready to fight You're yeah. getting ready to go for it Yeah, That's You gotta
2: good. play a fight song right before service is about to kick off yeah. Oh, and then the, the other silly country Because we gotta, we gotta like give to a it. shout out So, um, yeah, I mean Being that we're in Texas um, One of the key elements of our production Cooking is like to get Into like the place And we use uh, a little old school George Strait, Amarillo by Morning
0: Amarillo by Morning up from San Antonio. Everything that I got Is just what I've got on
2: It's like, who doesn't love to be able to say or, say or sing lyrics that shout out the place that you're in? It's just like any concert where, you know, the band gets on stage and it'll be like, Hello, Austin! But it's like you get to say uh, Amarillo by Morning, you know, south from San Antone. And you get to like play the your your own setting throughout, through your uh, mind. Anyone who
1: doesn't understand Texas, I think, doesn't understand that Texas has a really strong sense of place. Absolutely. And I don't think it's necessarily just its size. There's just a very specific culture that I don't think you can understand unless you've spent some significant time here. And I think it's what you just said is, you know, that song references so many different places in Texas that... And, you know if you've driven from those places throughout the day you see different parts of the state that yeah. kind of bring it all together as this like one holistic
2: thing you can, yeah you can play it in your mind's eye like hearing that song and like just imagining that journey and you know i mean texans are some of the proudest people on the planet uh, it's like my business partners and my wife and i like we poke at each other about that constantly and i constantly am making fun of texas but it's like a, poking fun at your brother you know you like you like love it but you don't want to admit like you love it as much as you do uh being not having not been born here and having like the outsider's view and the insider's view of the same place um and that contradiction and yeah how long have you been in texas now i've been in texas nine years do you consider
1: yourself a texan
2: i don't I don't, um, I feel, I feel like a lot stronger connection to Texas than, um, in the last year or so than, than I had previously. And it, you know, it's growing in a different way. Um, I think part of that is like owning a home here, having my in-laws here. They have a, they have a ranch a couple hours West of Austin. And I, I totally, I get the Texas experience a lot more, like when we're out at their ranch and you get to see like Sort of wild landscape and experience, like the Texas that you know, so many people fell in love with in the early days of yeah, you know, of the state. Yeah, uh, suns,
1: best sunsets in the country.
2: Yeah, yeah, Hands I down. definitely, I will definitely say that Texas takes the cake on sunsets of places that I've lived. I
1: grew up in Hawaii and Los Angeles, and. I'll give Texas the sunsets. Right. I mean, a Hawaiian sunset's pretty nice, but <laughs> yeah. they don't have the sky. The sky is not as big. Yeah, I don't so.
2: I don't think you're going to hear too many complaints about a Hawaiian sunset either. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I got to say, like, we were talking about the, the connection in between food and music. And one of my absolute favorite um, chef philosophers, I'll call him, was uh, Charlie Trotter. And he had an amazing quote on The Connection. And uh, it was about jazz music. And he said, a jazz musician can improvise based on his knowledge of music. He understands how things go together. For a chef, once you have that basis, that's when cuisine is truly exciting. So everything's based on an understanding of a craft and its base elements. And you can start to riff from there in both cooking and in music. And that to me is the deepest parallel and like a true understanding of the various arts and crafts of both cooking and music.
1: Thanks to Chef Mark Bewley, partner at Odd Duck and Sour Duck Market in Austin, Texas. Be sure to check out their unique cookbook slash almanac slash restaurant love letter, the Odd Duck Almanac, over at oddduckalmanac.com to bring some of their magic into your own home. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help as always from the entire BGS team, including managing editor Craig Shelburne, associate editor Justin Hiltner, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for roots culture redefined special thanks to osiris media check out their entire roster of music and culture podcasts over at osirispod.com if you love the shift list please leave us a review or rating over itunes.com slash the shift list i'm chris jacobs thanks for listening